Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Uh, as we continue tonight catching up with a couple of uh, former Melbourne stars that we were lucky enough to chat to last week in the build-up to the grand final and just to get a sense of how they experienced the night and what it meant for them. Uh, we've already spoken to Frank Davis from the 64 flag and now we will speak to part of uh, what we were told last week was um, the Ruck legacy at the Melbourne Football Club that started from uh, Jim Steins uh, to Jeff White to Mark Jamar and then to Max Gorn, the captain uh, of this drought-breaking premiership. And Jeff White's been good enough to jump on the line with us again. Hello, mate. Hello, Sam. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. How was the night for you? Uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, tell you what, it was a long day uh, with the, the, the grand final um, at 7.16. But, yeah, what, a, what an amazing experience. I mean, can only imagine what it was like for the, for the boys um, playing on the day and playing the night and playing involved. But, um, yeah, it was just – it was great. I, it was um, – the experience with my my boys and some close friends around it was um it was a sensational night. The uh, in the build up we were getting told about the former players the the WhatsApp group that had been put together. Uh, were you part of yeah. that WhatsApp group and and how big was it getting? How was the build up experience through all of those past players of, of the footy club? Yeah, it was big. I had to turn the notifications off actually, and then make a <laughs> make, make a reminder to check back in at night time. Uh, yeah, it was wonderful. It was it was really um, you know to be a to to wear the red and blue and to be a, a part of the a part of the history of the footy club and and be involved with all those all those players and uh, former players and things like that. It was just um, yeah, it was really it was really touching. Um, you know, it was a great experience. Wonderful imagery wonderful um, comments and certainly um, we all were so proud of the way the boys performed on Saturday night and uh, it was just yeah one of those moments that you never forget. What um, how were your nerves watching it obviously and I asked this to, to Frank Davis he would have been and he was pretty happy at quarter time and but when you found yourself 19 points down halfway through the third how, how were you traveling then? Oh yeah, I think it was just. Uh, I didn't think that we were at, at any point out of it, even when Western Bulldogs got in front and got a run. I thought that we just weren't we weren't executing what we normally had had done previously, and um, and they were playing really good footy. And I think we just needed to connect a bit better. I thought we were rushing ourselves, and uh, and then all of a sudden out of the centre, it was just. I actually had to watch it again on Sunday um, as a replay because. It just happened so fast. It was a, a, a blur. We at one point uh, we we had a little private room just at my local golf course, and we're all very quiet. And then all of a sudden, bang bang, in the space of a minute, we've kicked two or three goals, and the place just erupted, and it just went from there. So um, <laughs> had to relive it again on Sunday. But yeah, it was just so exhilarating, so exciting, and it was really 
I, I guess that's what Petrarca's been <laughs> is, um, been quoted as saying, but just enjoying the, ten, the last 10 minutes of the game, still thinking that, hey, there's a job to do, but I know that um, a vast majority of the supporters were thinking, we've won this, we've got it, how good is this? It's not a nail-buying finish, but uh, yeah, it was just great the way it ended, ended. So when you knew that the game was won and then when the siren went and when you were watching everything unfold afterwards, what were you feeling, Jeff White? Well, I think I think people that have seen that video that I, <laughs> I put up um, feel like uh, I'm going to have my own crying meme. But, uh, yeah, look, it was a lot of emotion. It's um, Personally, for me, it's been... A, I've had my own health issues and battles and personal sort of stuff over the last four years. And I think it was just, just a build up of, I guess that, and, um, you know, and, and just, I think just spending with my boys, I think they, um, they, you know, they feel it. I mean, they go to school and, you know, a lot of their, a lot of their mates support Richmond or a lot of their mates support other successful clubs. And, you know, you have to answer that question every time they come home. You know, when when are these going to go well and stuff like that? And we've seen clips of that. We you know 2018, but uh, yeah, it was just it was just awesome. Um, and you know, when my boys are crying, I think any any parent in the world, if they, I, I know one of my sons always says happy tears. So whenever he was just saying happy tears, happy tears. So yeah, the emotion just came through, and it was uh, it was great. And I was happy to share that. I mean, that's that's I'm part of the club as much as all the fans are as well. Uh, they are beautiful videos and, and photos that you put up on your Instagram, and I did enjoy uh, looking at those and just to be able to see what it meant uh, for you now and um, and what it continues to mean to you. The um, watching one thing that really st- and, and a mate of mine who I, I was able to go for a walk um, with two different mates throughout the course of the day, the day after. Um, and I said to one of them, when did you know that, that it was one? And he said, round 23. He said, round 23 when we came back against Geelong and Max kicked the goal after the siren. He said, I knew there wasn't going to be a position where we would find ourselves in that we couldn't come back from. So he goes, I always yeah. felt like it was then that, that it was, it might not have been when the game was won, but it was when I knew that we could. And um, and yeah. why I yeah. didn't get down. We, it was such a great insight. Um, he, he Obviously, he never got comfortable, but he never gave up. And, and I was saying to Frank Davis before that this team, it just seemed to me, refused to be another sob story in, in Melbourne's yeah. history. They just refused to be another statistic, another cautionary tale, um, another also, you know, another almost moment. Um, did, did, yeah. did, did that stand out for you? I think, uh, I, yeah, certainly did. Um, you know, you think we, I think we won, what is it, nine or ten straight or eleven straight or whatever it was before we... But all those games that we did lose, it was by the smallest of margins. I think the mm. biggest margin loss was 20 points against the Western Bulldogs. But what I looked at it um, during the year is that the way we're able to play, and that was just finals footy. We'll clean below our knees. And I've said this many, many times, my friends. We'll clean below our knees. And we're able to defensive structure, be able to force them to kick the ball high. So that's why I brought May and Lever. And then you get Salem coming off on the left foot on the flank. So we were able to force that pressure. So we just had such a great balance. And that has been the catalyst for sides that have won the flags over the last decade or so. So having that balance, I just was very confident. I kept on saying to my mates near the end of the year, we're going to win this. We're a very big chance. Uh, And, you know, I've watched a lot of, I've commentated on a lot of games over the last eight eight years. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, that my prediction paid off, but yeah, I was extremely confident, but I think, I think just the way we're able to uh, 
dismantle Geelong in the prelim gave me a, a um, huge amount of, or gave everyone confidence in the fact that we can win this. Have you seen football played at that kind of? Have you have you seen football played like that, Jeff White? I mean, you played a lot of footy. You've commentated a lot of footy. I was trying to figure out when have I seen footy played that almost perfectly. And I thought of Hawthorne in 2014 against Sydney in that grand final and maybe Geelong in, in 07 as well. But what stood out for me in this is because those teams had it all their own way from pretty much the opening bounce. This was a different they situation. Did. This was another a stratosphere that Melbourne were able to jump up to and Western Bulldogs just couldn't go with them despite having been in front. And I've never seen football played like that with that kind of damage done in that shorter space of time. Have you? Have you? No, I haven't. And look at the occasion. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a grand final and no. And I think you, you're spot on. You know, those grand final, you, know, you look at um, Geelong versus Port Adelaide in 07, I think it was. That from the outset, it was, it was pretty much game over in the first quarter. Um, to be able to have the mindset to just 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 go for it uh, when they had the opportunity, I ran into a guy this morning. He's a mad NRL fan at the coffee shop, and he's just basically said that's the best grand final I've ever watched. And I asked, I just asked him. I said, "Why is that?" He said, "Because the other side were almost in it halfway through the third quarter, and then and had a you know twenty point lead." And just to lose by seventy four points, I mean, it was bang, 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 gone. Mm. Um, and so. Um, yeah, it certainly was. Yeah, I, I think one of the best grand finals I've seen for a long time was the was the Collingwood West Coast one. But um, I've been a Melbourne supporter, of course. This is the best one, but just the way they were able to go about it was was extraordinary. You let us in on a little bit of legacy that has occurred at Melbourne, and you spoke about um, what Jim Steins, you know, did for you, and then what you passed on to Mark Jamo and what he's passed on to Max Gorn. Well, it seems Max is living up to his end of the bargain, and he's done it in every facet. I mean, what he did as a leader, the way he was after the game, how gracious he was. I said that they wouldn't be defined by moments of their past, but he certainly said that they were defined defined by people. Using Neil Danaher as an example and referencing Jim, I loved your insight into that legacy because because clearly he's done his bit in passing that on to Luke Jackson. I mean, you must have been so proud as a ruckman to see, and he plays a little bit like you actually, and you must have been so proud to see him turn the tide of the game. And he, for a lot of people, was the catalyst of the uh, of the resurgence. Well, it certainly was. And and for Max Gorn to come off cause, um, and then just say, not leave him in there, just mm. shows the, the selflessness of that, of that side, the players, and they work for each other and, but he's a, he's a, Jackson's ability to not not only jump into the ruckman but hit the ground running and force a turnover or lay a tackle or got a few hand passes, got some kicks and clearances, was just yeah, it was just it was brilliant to watch. Um, and it's not to say that Max doesn't do that either, but at that point in time, that opportunity arose and he stood up. And it's from all the experience he's learnt from from being under Max Gorn. There's no question about that. And you know, he just was able to just have that confidence to go for it. But it's one thing to have the confidence, but it's the one thing to understand it and have the experience to do it. Um, and for such a young kid with the basketball background too, just so pivotal in such a crucial, crucial time of the game. And uh, yeah, it was just just a wonderful occasion. Um, and yeah, I just uh, yeah, it just gives me chills just thinking about it now. What's he ceiling, Jeff? Because he seems that we, we, we at the moment we talk about that that the best three ruckmen in the competition um, are Max Gorn, obviously Brody Grundy, and Nick Natanui. He seems to have elements of all of them. 
that he's able to call on him. And he can take the high mark. He can win the ball at ground level. He can chase and tackle sort of like Nick Natanui does. He might be someone who can run up and down and, and gather possessions like a Brody Grundy does. And then he can go forward and kick goals like Max does. I mean, geez, he, where do you see his ceiling? Oh yeah, well, the, you know, there the, the really isn't there really isn't a ceiling for him. I think um, he uh, he has incredible talent, and, um, really level-headed too. I think he's very humble. I, I remember when he got his teeth knocked out, and I I, I really enjoyed watching the path of him, um, you know, having the repair go on and stuff like that. But the, the you know him playing forward and him playing under Max Gorn, it's just. As I, I spoke about last week, and you alluded to it before, it's just another passing of that that ruck tree that it's just so um, so pivotal for the Melbourne Footy Club. So very exciting player to have, and um, you know, and it's and you've got to look at you know you look at you look at you look at Jackson, but you look at Cozzy, you look at Bowie, you look at Pettit, you look at um, Rivers. Those players have drafted in the last what three to four years. An incredible, and uh, I mean, I, I really want to commend um, the recruiting officers at the Melbourne Footy Club for what they've been able to do. It's just an outstanding effort um, to, to recruit those types of players. They're probably missing, probably missing a few more as well. And now they're premiership players and um, to pick them the way they did and to come in and slot into the side the way they have has been outstanding. So um, full credit to the recruiting officers um, and staff at the Melbourne Footy Club. No, it's it's phenomenal what they've done. I mean, they've really drafted well, which we haven't often said about Melbourne in years gone by, and they've recruited really well. So Jason Taylor and Tim Lamb, absolutely deserving of praise. So too Darren Burgess, who's got them the fittest team in the competition. But Jeff White, what does it mean for this club to, 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 to finally get, you know, to break that drought, to end the curse, to get that monkey off the back? I mean, this is a footy club that still doesn't have an, a, a set home base. And they've won a premiership. I mean, that's yeah. phenomenal. Gary Pert was speaking to Dwayne Russell earlier today about that, that they've still got to actually get a home base um, where they can all be and, and live. But just how crucial is this to as a, as a building block for the future years to come for the footy club? Well, it's just, um, you know, it's, uh, I spoke to a guy today who's 67 years of age and um, been a, a Melbourne supporter his whole life. And uh, he was almost in tears. I ran into a guy yesterday at Coles and, he put his dad on the phone and it happened to be his 53rd wedding anniversary. And uh, his son was telling me he, he didn't even, he, he celebrated, but he was more happy to talk about the, the victory of Melbourne Footy Club. So uh, it goes deep. It goes to the core of all Melbourne supporters. And um, I, I, I'm just very privileged to have some sort of small part of it. And I just love, I mean, the, my social media, which is which is what I love and I, I do as, um, as a full-time job, but just the amount of, people that have poured out to me and the emotion it just it's just great it's just amazing feeling amazing experience and um you know and we should all celebrate as long as we can i guess um for this this moment because it's a a wonderful occasion even my son today um my 10 year old twin kai just said i still can't believe we won daddy i still can't believe i've seen a grand final win i said well that was my first ever grand final win and i'm with you so it's, it's been awesome Oh, absolutely. Hey, Jeff, thanks for bringing us inside your house and um, and filling us in on the night and how it was for you and what it meant to you. Um, mate, thanks for, for sharing it with us. Really appreciate it. No dramas. Thanks, Sam. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.